This is Daryl Strawberry. And this is Tracy Strawberry. And you're listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor. For me, I had that, you know, kind of experience as a teenager where, uh, I, you know, I was angry. I was even violent sometimes, um, you know, and was dealing with a lot of stuff from, from my childhood that really led me into, a, a you know, probably about a year and a half of real despair, even depression. And that was certainly a, a godless time of my life. And it was, it was in that sort of uh, dark night that I made a real personal uh, decision. Today, I speak with Pastor Bobby Schuler. Bobby Schuler is the grandson of the beloved Pastor Robert Schuler. Bobby and I talk about the troubles of the Crystal Cathedral in recent years and how Bobby, following his own path that God has set before him, is reviving the Hour of Power Ministries. This is the 47th episode of On Faith's Edge. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations with people of faith in business and entertainment from all walks of life and levels of success. They all have one thing in common. Like Pastor Bobby Schuler, they believe in God and they come here to talk about it. Last episode, we spoke with film producer Yokanon Marcelino. Yokanon is the founder, president, and CEO of City of Peace Media and City of Peace Films. Their latest project, The Identical, is a special one. Award-winning actors Ray Liotta, Ashley Judd, Judd, uh, Joe Pantoliano, and Seth Green, as well as a fantastic performance by newcomer Blake Green. You can hear that episode at onfaithsedge.com slash 46. Again, that's onfaithsedge.com slash 46. Up next, I speak with Pastor Bobby Schuler. Now, if that name sounds familiar... Bobby Schuler is the grandson of beloved pastor Robert Schuler. Uh, Bobby and I talk about the Crystal Cathedral, the troubles it has, it has seen in recent years, and how Bobby, following his own path that God has set before him, is reviving the Hour of Power Ministries. Hello, Bobby. Welcome to the show. Joe, hi. What a privilege to be with you guys today. Absolutely. Well, let's get right into this. You are the grandson of uh, Robert Schuler, the one and only. Absolutely, absolutely. Not Man. the one and only grandson, though. He's got quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, big shoes to fill. Sure. And I'm, I'm certain. I'm certain as we find out, and we'll find out in this conversation that uh, you're you're not likely trying to fill his shoes. You have a ministry and a mm -hmm. theology of your own, mm -hmm. and a path of your own that God has put you on. But let's talk uh, just for a minute about. Crystal Cathedral Ministries and the Hour of Power. Sure. Okay. We know over the past several years that the ministry itself has had some tough times. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, we've, uh, gone through lots of challenges, uh, really the loss of the leadership of my grandpa, then the loss of leadership of my dad. And then there was just a, a number of leaders that came and went that were just really unable to kind of carry the day. There's nothing really like sexy that happened. Like everybody's always looking for some dirt. Really in the end, there was just such a strong following for my grandfather. And that transition uh, to my dad went well, but but then from there, there was just like a big mess where he left and he and my grandpa weren't getting along and he and his siblings were, and it was just like, it was just kind of that kind of thing, you know, where there was nothing deep seated about it. It just, just didn't work out. And, and the ministry took on some debts for, from a couple of big projects that mm -hmm. were, were unwise and and uh, in the end, that, that debt crippled the, the ministry. It was, um, 
uh, we had over $50 million in, in right. debt from a number of, of things that the church wanted to do. And, and uh, essentially that hubris really led to the downfall of the ministry. Um, the great thing, so I didn't come in until much later. I founded my own church, Tree of Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Fuller Seminary and uh, came out as a church planter and did our own thing. And after the bankruptcy, after all my family members had left, um, I talked to my grandparents, my dad, and um, was invited to come pulpit fill while the Crystal Cathedral sort of uh, sort of wrapped things up almost. You know, it was kind of this, this deal where... Um, uh, they needed someone to fill in. So I came in and that was two and a half years ago. And since then we've totally revitalized the ministry. We didn't close down. And in fact, uh, the ministry is growing. We're experiencing an incredible revival. We're buying airtime. Um, and it's been bizarre because, um, nobody just saw this coming, you know, and, and it wasn't like it was me. We brought in a bunch of great leaders and, and there's just a new sense of joy and excitement about, uh, about our, our, both our local church and our TV ministry. Now the, the crystal key, Crystal Cathedral Ministries, yeah, and the Hour of Power. Is it at the? Is it still at the actual Crystal Cathedral? No, no. Uh, we sold the Crystal Cathedral to the. Well, we didn't sell it. The, the group before us sold it to the Roman Catholic Church. Gotcha. They're there now, and we did like a church swap, basically. So we're meeting at another Catholic uh, church down the road. Uh, so that's where our that operations cool. are. And it's, <laughs> and for me, it's been better. You know, I, I although the Crystal Cathedral is gorgeous, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty like, I'm a pretty grassroots down to earth kind of pastor at heart. And, you know, the, the Crystal Cathedral in its beauty also, um, is really a work of art. I, I think that as a pastor, you almost become like a bit of a curator of a yeah. work of art. And I just yeah. didn't want to do that. So don't, don't get me wrong. I'd love to have the Crystal Cathedral back, but uh, I, I think that, uh, the Lord had, had something else in mind for for me and our team. You know, your, your grandfather, Robert Schuler, uh, preached positive thinking, mm-hmm. uh, personal development. Yeah. And, uh, was very popular in the secular world Yeah, as a thought leader in business, yeah. as a, as a personal development leader. How does your theology differ from your theology and ministries differ from your grandfather's? Yeah, look, we have the we have the same heart. Uh, we do have a touch different theology. I'm still a super positive guy. I I, I think it's, you know, um, I I'm not like my grandpa where yeah he had, you know he had he had motivational speakers knocking at his door. But uh, you know, for me, um, I'm still a little bit more of a like a discipleship guy. I was mm-hmm. um, briefly mentored by Dallas Willard, and so I sort of take into a lot of my sermons and stuff a, a deep understanding of like being a student of Jesus. And so, I kind of feel like my grandpa did a lot to sort of till the ground by getting people interested in our ministry. I feel like my job is now to make disciples out of them, and that's kind of that's where I'm hoping to go. <laughs> when when uh when it came to uh, kicking off the Hour of Power Ministries again and cathedral, uh, Crystal Cathedral Ministries. Uh, you told a story this morning in, a, in an event that we attended together yeah. uh, here at uh, NRB uh, about your son. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is an enemy out there. Mm-hmm. And the enemy will, will try to stop us in any way possible. Yeah. Can, can you tell us the story about your son? Yeah, there's a, we have a couple of friends who are doing, a, I don't have permission to mention their names, but they're doing a really big project. And, um, and right when they started this great television project, their son was uh, attacked by, uh, basically got a, a massive brain tumor mm. and cancer. And I didn't, you know, I didn't know about that. It was bizarre as, as they were telling the story, we had, my wife and I, the day we started as the chiefs of 
of this ministry, same thing happened to Arson. He had a brain, a growth on his brain, or his brain, a brain growth called polymicrogyria that mm. um, threatened his life and caused major seizures and cerebral palsy. And uh, we felt the same way they did, that it was just like, it totally felt like an attack. And so, um, so I had the chance to pray with this couple, but um, it was, it was uh, really hard. You know, that's the thing about ministry. Uh, one pastor came up and he said, you know, uh, in the book of Job, uh, it's God who mentions Job's name, uh, not the devil. So, mm-hmm. so Job was on God's mind because of the good things he was doing. And it really was just an encouragement to say that, you know, when you do great things for the kingdom of God, um, sometimes we come under attack, but God is faithful. You know, like our son is doing, doing pretty well now, but it was just as an emotional roller coaster. You know, you just got to through that roller coaster, you kind of have to trust the Lord. Let's talk about uh, happiness according to Jesus. Oh yeah, this is your latest project. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. Uh, we the book doesn't come out till June 9th. Uh, but yeah, I wrote wrote a book called Happiness According to Jesus, which is essentially just um, in an age in which uh, the word happiness is just being hawked around. You know, it's like you know how to live a happy life has to do with yoga. It has to do you know all these random things that people pick. <laughs> um, there's a message in the Sermon on the Mount that happiness comes from giving happiness away. And, um, so I started working on a book, um, that I really wanted for, for people to move from just like being saved into becoming actual disciples and that the life of discipleship is a happy life. It doesn't mean it's perfect. doesn't mean you're going to be rich. It doesn't mean you're going to have everything you always wanted. It means you're going to want different things. And because of that, God will provide those things and you'll live the fullest, richest life that is so alive. You never die. And so happiness according to Jesus is the idea that, um, the first thing he promises in the Sermon on the Mount, that word blessed, blessed are the poor in spirit, the Greek is makarios, and you can translate it as happy, absolutely. In fact, uh, in the Message Bible, Eugene Peterson wanted to translate it as lucky, but they wouldn't let him, but uh, I think he did happy. So, <laughs> You know, it's, it's interesting, though. I, um, uh, I start my show off by introducing myself uh, as a recovering atheist. Yeah. And uh, I, I still battle those those thoughts of doubt every sure. day. And but one of the things that sealed the deal for me was when I when I read the Bible, and I realized that even if I didn't believe in this supernatural entity outside of space and time, if I just followed the life that the Bible has for us, yeah, you will live an unbelievably happy, fulfilled, joyous life. Now. Who can do that but uh-huh. this thing that people were calling God? You know, Joe, that's a great uh, point you're touching on because that's exactly the path that the disciples followed. You know, the first thing, they didn't think Jesus was God when he called them. They just thought he was a famous rabbi. Right. And the path they went was from rabbi to prophet uh, to the son of God. And that's the journey that a lot of people take. I, th- I think it's a great way to go where you, you, know, you begin with Jesus as a, as a moral teacher or a teacher about the wisdom of life. And then you find out, whoa, this stuff is more powerful than just... You know, and then you go, well, maybe this is from God. And then you're like, maybe this is God. And, right. and so I think that actually beginning with Jesus' moral teachings is a great way to bring people to justification and salvation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bobby, can we talk a little bit about your faith? Sure. Now, it may be uh, an oxymoron to ask Bobby Schuler <laughs> how he came to believe in Jesus Christ. Yeah. But I'm going to. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Schuler heritage is, is, is long and honorable. Uh, But you grew up in the church. You grew up around your grandfather. You grew Mm -hmm. up around your father, of course. And uh, but was there a time that you said, yeah, I I believe this stuff. I I get it. Mm, Yeah. 
Well, yeah, for me, I mean, I grew up, uh, my parents were divorced, so that, that affected them in a big way, uh, my view of faith because, you know, how can my dad as a pastor get a divorce kind of thing? You know, but still my dad was such a great dad. My mom was such a great mom. Um, both of them, uh, engaged us in going to church. Obviously my dad being a pastor, we'd read the Bible every night around dinner. So I grew up in a really healthy family, but you know, when you become a teenager, an alien comes and he takes your brain and he flies <laughs> away and then he comes back and puts it back when you're about 19 or 20. And, uh, for me, I had that, you know, kind of experience as a teenager where, uh, I, you know, I was angry. I was even violent sometimes. Um, you know, and was dealing with a lot of stuff from from my childhood that really led me into a, a you know probably about a year and a half of real despair, even depression, mm. and that was certainly a, a godless time of my life. And it was is in that sort of uh, dark night that I made a real personal uh, decision at an event uh, in in Anaheim where a minister essentially gave an altar call, and I didn't go down or anything, but I said, you know, this is I'm going to do this. You know, I, this I, this is going to be for me. So I was 16 and. Um, Right from there, I mean, I, f- I felt like God just totally pulling me into ministry. I wow. mean, just I started sharing the gospel with people at my school. Um, you know, when I graduated high school, I started volunteering with ministries, even though I was in business school. So I think God called me from from the very beginning to to communicate this thing that meant so much to me. So since that time that you made a, a quote unquote adult decision, sure, uh, to believe in Jesus Christ, have you ever questioned your faith or even the belief in God? Yeah, this morning at breakfast, I did that actually. <laughs> sure, of course, questioning your. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, uh, I've seen incredible miracles in my life. Uh, you know, I've seen amazing things, and yet there's something just about uh, life that is always there's always going to be doubt. You know, faith is faith is believing in the midst of doubt. It's kind of like. Um, you know, you have you have faith when you're at the stoplight that somebody's not going to blow through the red light, right? You don't even question it. You have faith in your chair that it's not going to collapse. You sit it. You don't check to make sure all the bolts are right or that someone didn't mess right. it up. But the best example is an airplane. When you sit on an airplane, you have faith it's going to take off, but you still have fear. Like you still have your doubts. You still are not really sure this thing is going to get you to where you want to go. And all the scientific evidence is there to support it, right? I mean, flying is the safest way to travel. It's safer to fly somewhere than it is to walk or drive somewhere by a lot, right? Wow. I mean, you, the chance of, of getting a plane crash is one in millions. And yet that's where people are most scared traveling, <laughs> right? But you got to use faith. You got you to practice your faith. And, and so, yeah, you may have fear, you may have your doubts, but that's kind of how life is. And, the, and just the blows of life will cause you to doubt your faith. And sometimes those doubts are valid. Sometimes uh, it's really good not to, when you date one, doubt one aspect of your faith, to not doubt it in its entirety, because th- there are things that we don't have right. I think I've got probably 70% right and 30% wrong problem is I don't know what that 30% is. And so what I don't want to do is when I'm questioning a 30%, throw the 70% out, right? right. So, so it's right. good to have that kind of posture uh, in our faith. It refines our faith and, and brings us closer to God. Just don't let it destroy your faith. Bobby, finally, as, as we wrap up, um, what would you say to somebody that is right on faith's edge about to make that choice to believe or not to believe in God? Obviously, I'm going to say believe in God, you know, I, and, I, and uh, you know, Pascal's wager is a great, you know, great thing for someone that's, I don't know why someone would sit and, and just try and decide to believe or not believe. I mean, believing is a, is, it's hard to categorize belief as a choice, isn't it? I mean, it sort of just usually happens to us. Um, but yeah, I would say that faith then is, is putting some of that belief into practice. I think what I would say is that you don't have to have all the faith in the world to be a Christian. Jesus says you just have to have the faith of a mustard seed. 
You just need like a tiny bit. If there's just one little bit of your heart that believes in God, that's enough. And God will use that. And if you release that and plant it in your heart and and uh, and uh, give it some time, God will bless that. And and uh, so I would say, just go for it. What do you got to lose? You know, try it. I don't think we can say anything more than that, Bobby. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Sure. Uh, it is Crystal Cathedral Ministries Reboot It. Yeah. Uh, Shepherd's the- Grove is the name of our church now. And uh, Hour of Power Ministries is yep. back on the air. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. all over. Yeah, right. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And the book is Happiness According to Jesus. Thank you so much for being with us. God bless you, Thanks, brother. Joe. What a privilege. Appreciate it, man. Bobby's newest book, Happiness According to Jesus, is available at Amazon.com and retailers nationwide. More information can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 47. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 47. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you so much again to Pastor Bobby Schuller for being with us, and thank you for listening today. I really appreciate you being here. You mean a lot to me, and you mean a lot to this show. I love you guys. Remember, God is real, and eternity is now. Let's go live like it. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsledge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you. 